Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. We're back with some college basketball for Saturday, February 17th. Almost 150 games. Many of them will be terrible, but some of them you can make money on. And we're going to try to cover four of the top 10, according to sideline games that we have picks that we really like for various reasons. Uh, we we didn't do a Friday show. We couldn't find things we like to talk about. And so we're going to make it up to you, viewer, by giving you a fourth free pick. Uh, thankfully, it was easy on Saturday because we had a lot to choose from. Jake, I know you're excited for this Saturday. Oh, I, I mean, Saturday, I love when I can just sit on my couch and just watch basketball back to back to back and it be good game after good game. Uh this Saturday is a little weaker than most, but you know it's all right. We're coming down to the end of the season where we're going to start getting important. What some of these weaker games become more important? Yeah, absolutely. You're starting to get a little bit of a clear picture of what has implications and whatnot, um, which is always fun. So we've got uh, these four we're going to talk about and get on Dub Club. We have two side plays of the day, two total plays of the day, and in our extended cut, we'll cover all four of those games along with anything else. Uh, that we feel like talking about. There's four other A grades as well for this Saturday already. Uh, plus, again, whatever we feel like talking about in the City Cup, where we get to just talk about sports and college basketball, maybe hockey, I don't know, college baseball. Who knows what we'll talk about in the after show. Um, we're just winging it here on that one. Um, but where we aren't is where we've got slides and structure, which is going to start us off with Wake Forest and Virginia. Uh, Jake, Virginia is become it's like back to peak Virginia I feel like there was like this weird stretch where they were like solid offensively um, but I mean they are just back to really good suffocating defense insanely slow pace and that creates a recipe where you never really know what's going to happen and, and honestly I think I think it makes sense for them I, I think it's a good move I think w when they had that offensive talent the fact that they continue to play so slow was a little bit weird to me because they were really good. And when you're really good, you want to have more possessions of the game. This Virginia team's not as good. They're not bad. But I think the fact that they're playing this slow style or whatever and this really good defense, I think it's working for them. I think if they had more possessions, I'm not sure it would help them out because their offense can get a little stagnant. So when you minimize the possessions of the game, you kind of min you, you kind of hide that weakness of the offense, let the defense shine through. But honestly, my take on Virginia because of that and because of just what I've observed for them in the last month, I have no idea what I'm getting from them on any given day. They might win by 12. They might lose by 15. They might, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen with them. Wake Forest is a good team. This is the only, at least as of now, WTF wrong team favored B grade of the day. I'm guessing we'll have another one or two in the morning. There's a handful of C plus grades that are right there on that cusp. Um, but uh, only B grade right now that, that I think I found uh, of this variety model says Wake Forest should be favored. I'm not sure if they should. To me, this is simply about, I have no idea what's going to happen. Give me plus 132 on the money line. Don't even care which side. If I can get Virginia plus 132, great. We're getting Wake Forest 132 plus 132, great. Doesn't really matter to me. This is a complete coin toss in my mind. Jake, what's your opinion? Yeah, yeah, it's very much a coin toss type game, especially at Virginia with the way Virginia's playing. I mean, Virginia got drilled by Wake at Wake Forest, and that started this run where Virginia just handled everybody up until last uh, last two this Tuesday, uh, right before Valentine's, where they got beat uh, by Pittsburgh. Won several tough games in there, but 
I think this style wise is a terrible matchup for Virginia. I think you've got Wake Forest who has some really good guards who I, I would take their guards over Virginia's guards. And it's rare that you can say that about a Tony Bennett team, but Wake Forest has got it going. They can really shoot the three ball. Um, and that's what they did to Virginia the first time is they hit 10 threes and hit almost 50% from beyond the arc because Virginia's defense is based on giving you, making you take longer, tough shots, uh, just playing the averages and not giving you anything easy. Well, if those are going in, then Virginia's beat. And that's just kind of how Tony Bennett works. And I don't think that's a great strategy against Wake Forest here. Um, and with this being such a tight game, the free throw line matters a lot since we're playing the money line. Virginia is ooh, bad for the free throw line, 65 66%. And Wake Forest is the opposite. They're almost 80%. They look like Villanova out there. So I think we this a lot of these little key factors to win this game lean Wake Forest. That's why I love taking them with the plus odds here. No, great points there. Uh, I'll just wrap up and just mention the chaos with Virginia. Uh, wrapping up the 2023 calendar year, they lost to Notre Dame by 22. Um, they lost to NC State uh, at the start of the year by 16. They lost by Wake, as you mentioned, uh, by 19. Uh, in the middle of all that, they've had some great wins. They've had a couple of wins. They beat Notre Dame again in the rematch. You know, but Notre Dame's a very good season. Um, and then they lost it, at home to Pitt when they were favored by a touchdown. Um, you should know what you're going to get from them. They, they've had some really good wins, and they've had some really questionable shows. That game against Miami, where they all, they all had a less than 40 points, was incredible. Um, might, might have been a little bit said about Miami, too. Uh, I know Miami took a pretty big hit in sidelines ratings after that game. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, a lot can happen here and go any direction. It, like I said, it's all about the plus 132 here and what's a coin toss game, Wake Forest on the road. Road wins are easy to come by, but if they're hitting some threes, this will be a nice one for us. And so uh, love the value there. And again, we always remind you to shop around for the best price, especially in your money line markets and your spread market. Sometimes the best you can use kind of get a, a minus one, which is good. For sure, you want to get a minus one to five instead of a minus one ten. You can either put a little bit more on it, you lose a little bit less when you lose because you're going to have losses. That's the way it goes. But in the money line market specifically, and this is one of them, shopping around, have a few extra books in your back pocket in order to get the best prices. It's not going to guarantee you profiting, but it's going to help you lose less when you lose and win more when you win. And that can make the difference between turning you from a break even better to a winning better, from a losing better to a break even better. That little bit extra is always helpful. One of the places you can do that, BetUS. We appreciate their sponsorship. You can sign up with the link in the show description, get 125% bonus on your first deposit. A bunch of free bets given to you as well. That bonus does come with rollover requirements. We do recommend getting your money in there sooner with all these college basketball games. You can run through that rollover requirement at a much quicker time frame here in the next month with all the college basketball games. Uh, but you Cannot take the bonus and then get your money right back out. But if you are thinking about it, like we're always preaching, which is put your money in a handful of books, you know, shop around, have a little bit of action, a lot of different places. It won't be any big deal. And then eventually come baseball season, uh, you, you know, you'll have a, a nice little, have already played through all of it and a bunch of money in your bank account there. So bet us is a good book to add to your repertoire. If you haven't already check them out. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. Begin. Got 
two noon games for you here. The other one is Texas A&M and Alabama. Um, you know, A&M started off looking like a very strong team, had some injury issues, looked a little bit better, getting a little healthier, but maybe not quite as strong as maybe their fan base would have hoped at the start of the season. Not a bad team, but on the road to Alabama, bottom line on this game is we just think they're going to be really overmatched. The AM offense, the AM defense, and the Alabama defense are all very solid units. They're all very respectable. Of course, the difference in this game is going to be Alabama's offense at home should be able to score a bunch of points. We're going to lay the eight with Alabama. Be great pick for us. Model thinks they win by about 11 points. Jake, what do you have for us on this game? Look, Bama is that team at home. They are the offense gets going, that crowd gets into it. It is very tough to get in front of. And AM's got a good a decent defense, but they're not good enough. And their offense does them no favors. I mean they beat Missouri. They put up 79 on Missouri, but and they shot lights out against Tennessee. But past that, their offense really doesn't do much for them. Um and they really don't want to play the up and down game with Bama because Bama is a much better shooting team than Tennessee, especially from deep. Uh and I just they're gonna have so much tr- trouble stopping Alabama if they get on a roll. Um, Texas A&M's offense is – it shows up good in some metrics, but the metrics I, I like with like effective field goal percentage and your true shooting percentages and things like that, they're really bad because they're so dependent on Stratford and uh, Wade Ta- Radford and Wade Taylor to – just make hero plays and hit them from 50 feet and or just split double teams to score. There's not a lot of help around them, and I think that's going to come back to burn them here. Uh, I absolutely love Bama to do this. Um, Alabama 14 9 and 1 against the spread this season. Um, there are not many teams. That good against the spread, another handful, but you know, you'll see those sort of numbers with totals. Uh, in fact, they'll be 17 and 7 to the over. Uh, that's not uncommon, and we'll talk about a couple teams like that later on in the show that have done, um, you know, gone really extremely over this season. But 14 and 1 against spreads, pretty good number. The market's somehow just not really caught up to this Alabama team, just how good they are. Uh, I think you, you know. According to Southern, they've been kind of flirting with the fourth spot, fourth best team in the country. They've kind of gotten up there, looked to be solidified, and then, uh, you know, bad outing against uh, Auburn. It kind of hurt them a little bit there. And um, it may be another one. I can't, I can't remember, but but Arizona then took over fourth. But but they're winning that fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever best team in the country, uh, according to my model. And the market's treating them like they're more like the, the 12th or 13th best team in the country. And I know they've lost some games, but they played a tough schedule. Um, they're a really good team. And interestingly enough, uh, Alabama won this matchup uh, last March in the SEC tournament. And that broke a skid of five straight AM wins dating back before COVID. I thought that was really interesting because um, that just surprised me. I know the a had a decent basketball team, uh, but they were able to win some of those games on the road. But uh, can you mention this A&M team just, you know, they can get hot and they beat Tennessee and they beat Kentucky. Um, those are two two really good wins when they were able to score a bunch of points. And they might score a bunch of points here. The only difference to point out is, of course, both those games are at home. Uh, you know, they lost at Vanderbilt. They lost by 11 at Auburn. And honestly, that 11 to Auburn, Auburn and Alabama were both really good, pretty similar. When they those two teams played each other both times, I think the model had them, those two teams next to each other in, their, in the ratings. So, uh, you know, 
that same sort of outcome seems like the average result. What we always preach here, of course, if you're new, is that we're projecting average results. We never know what's going to happen in any one individual game. But in general, this number should be a little bit higher. We think we win this one probably more in the mid 50% of the time. And so if we can win this around 55% of the time, it's going to make for a pretty profitable pick. Laying the eight with Alabama is a B grade pick for us. And sticking in the afternoon, I believe this is going to be one of those peacock games at 2.15, just because I feel like that's what they do with their timing. Wisconsin and Iowa. Uh, Jake, I'm really looking forward to this one. I don't know about you. This is one of my favorite plays of the day right here. A grade on the over 152 and a half. We've been on these overs for both of these teams all season. We have not won every single one of them by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, there's been, it's reminiscent of, and, and I, this is a little bit, you know, a little bit heresy maybe, but it's reminiscent of the, the Seattle Mariners, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, two seasons ago in baseball, where we just kind of backed them, you know, five five days of the week, it seemed like. And we won a lot of money. We do it every game, but we won a lot of money on them. That's the overs for these teams. We're not playing them every time, but playing most. We're winning more than we're losing by a good stretch. The market just hasn't seemed to cut off this. Wisconsin team is better on offense than defense. They do play slow, and you can see that on the screen there. And this is an interesting one because it's definitely a battle of paces, but even though Wisconsin plays slow, their offense is so efficient. They tend to make up for that by scoring a bunch of points. Their defense is not that good. Iowa at home tends to score a bunch of points. Jake added bonus. This might get to overtime. We might have late fouls. A lot of ways we can get even extra bonus points that don't even factor into the model, which projects about 161 this is, uh, as usual with these teams, we think, underpriced. And this is one where if, if the ma market had been pricing both of these teams' overs about eight or so points higher, like we've been doing all season, you would actually be 50-50 on these teams with the over. But that's not the case. Both of them have hit way more overs than unders, and it's a trend we expect to continue. Again, don't know what's going to happen in one game. Anybody can get hot or cold. But in general, we think there should be points at Wisconsin might go slow, but Iowa is going to try to speed them up. And Wisconsin is still going to score a lot of points on Iowa's terrible defense. Jake, tell us more. Yeah. Like Iowa plays no defense. Iowa's offense is a lot better at home. That's going to absolutely keep this up. The fact that we've getting this in the low one fifties is incredible to me. So I can't wait to jump all over this. Uh, I, I mean, Wisconsin, had that what five four game sled there? They just come off of and I know they beat Ohio State, and that's not really. I don't know that that's a slump buster. Or not. Ohio, Ohio State's uh, middle been terrible. You know this is why. They yeah, but it's yes. Yeah, it's been their offense that left them. Their defense has still been playing relatively the same level in that little skid. Uh, it's just their offense left them. I think playing Iowa is a great way to find your offensive touchback because they're going to make sure you get enough possessions and they don't play a good enough defense to really make it hard on you to score. So I think we're going to get a ton of points that way. If Wisconsin's offense does anything like it did the first three quarters of the year so far, um, we – this flies over because of the way Iowa likes to play at home, the way they shoot the ball. Both teams are decent shooting teams. Both are good for the free throw line and also do well inside the arc. I think this this is going to have a ton of points, and I hate that. If it's on Peacock, I absolutely hate that because I am a YouTube TV guy, and I love the little box setup that they have with the multi-view, and the fact that I can't get this one on there is going to frustrate me to death because you can't even use a back button anymore to get back to the right channels. It's, uh, old man yelling at crowds. Old, old man yelling at clouds kind of thing, but... 
Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if it is. Or not. I just think like that two fifteen time slot. I feel like it's been the uh, the, the way that's gone. Uh, yeah, Iowa has more possessions at home than on the road by a decent amount. Wisconsin plays pretty similar either way, but this game got to one hundred and fifty five in the first matchup in Wisconsin. And if you want to say. Uh, well, that was Wisconsin when they were scoring more points or whatever. I mean, the game before that, that Wisconsin played went under. And two games after that, they played Ohio State in a game that went under. So it's not like they were all over and then now they're all under. In fact, two games ago against Rutgers, they went over, which seems impossible to do. Um, and then even in those losses that they had, uh, one of them went to overtime. We'll throw that out. That's not really fair. Um, they still went over the closing number in the Purdue game, and they still went over in their last win before that skid against Michigan State. So they've still gone over uh, in four of their last six, and that would be three of their last five if you want to throw out the – um at the overtime game but they've still not been a strong under team like you said the offense has gone away and they're still sometimes getting over iowa is definitely a team that wants to go over these two teams are combined 30 overs to 20 unders and i mean the 60 percent winning percentage is just insane to just have a blind backing system like i said we've talked about this a lot this season there are a handful of teams that the market just doesn't really care that they're going to be wrong 60 percent of the time on with overs or unders it just kind of is what it is and we're here to take advantage of it uh, I don't know if that'll last in the next year. I don't know if it'll last until tomorrow, but that's why we have the model to tell us, is this still something the market is missing on? And the answer for us is yes. We still think on average, this gets into the upper 150s or the lower 160s, depending on exactly how it plays out. Over 152.5 A grade, one of my favorite personal picks today. Doesn't mean put nine units on it, right, people? We still want to be responsible because anything can happen in sports, especially with college kids. We just mean maybe put an extra half unit on it, a little extra on it, because we tend to like this one. And a very similar setup in the night game uh, with Kentucky and Auburn. Before we get to that, that's what you get on Dub Club right there again. Here's the screenshot of all the pictures. Um, I don't know what else there's to say about it. I've been preaching Dub Club all season. Um, it's where you get all the plays of the day, which have been doing really well all season long. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, if you're five dollars off your first month, there's a QR code to do it. Yeah. Sign up link in the show description. I don't know. I'm a terrible salesperson. Uh, that'll take us to the last game of the night here, Kentucky and Auburn. And kind of like I said, same story here. Numbers a little bit higher. Model thinks it should go a little bit higher. I mean, Kentucky overs are always fun to play. They haven't gone over every single game. Uh, and when they go under, they don't even come close. But otherwise, when they go over, they don't really go close either. They just kind of fly over the number as well. So Kentucky could have one of those random games that they've seemed to play where it's like, you know, 70 to 65. But in general, uh, this sets up to be a, a game where somebody's going to get to 90 points. I don't really know who it is. Obviously, it's more likely to be Auburn than Kentucky. But sports are weird. And Kentucky winning this game wouldn't surprise me because nothing should surprise you with this Kentucky team whether they score 90 points and win, 100 points and win, or they give up 110. Any of that's on the table with this team and how good their offense is, how bad their defense is, and just the random nature of 18-year-olds uh, playing basketball. Jake, model thinks around 170 for this one. Uh, it's a big number, really no rush, because I don't think this number is going to go up that much from here. Uh, but the um, Kentucky, when they played Florida a few weeks ago, the market actually did price it at 171. I believe the model set about 171. And I think in regulation, it landed like right at 171. It went over and over time. But the, all three numbers between the market, the model, and the actual regulation result were all pretty dang close. That's the only time that I can recall this season where the markets actually said, hey, these, this Kentucky game can definitely get to the 170s. But they've gotten to the 170s a ton of times, and the market just doesn't seem to care. What's your take on it? 
Yeah, I mean, this, this kind of game, I, I don't understand why we're getting it where we're getting it at because either one of these teams is liable to put up 100 on the other one either way. Like, Kentucky has put up huge numbers against really good defenses because their offense is incredible. At the same time, they play next to no defense. And they gave up 80 something. They gave up some 80 something to Texas AM in regulation, mm-hmm. which seems impossible to yeah. do. Like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible how bad their defense is. Uh, and, and Auburn is a very good offensively te- talented team. They, they just put up 101 on South Carolina, who has been probably the best defensive team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And they just absolutely had their way with them. I, Janai Broom is going to have a field day because Kentucky's got nobody that can handle him inside. And they've got more sight. They're all their guys are taller than him, but he is just a tough guy and will makes great moves, shoots the ball from deep. You have to guard him all over the court. It's going to be a rough day for Kentucky trying to figure out how to guard him. Auburn's guard, all the guard play is going to be this is going to be a fabulous game because the guard play is going to be top tier. You've got a lot of NBA talent on this floor and there's going to be up and down. The pace is going to be incredible and there's going to be a ton of points. Uh, This Auburn team is the obvious concern. Kentucky's 18 and six to the over. I mean, just in general, the market has been massively off on Kentucky overs. We've played almost all of those. Uh, Again, haven't won all. That's, that's not the point. We're never going all in on a single game. We're never, you know, 20 times well, whatever nonsense, right? We're just saying, Hey, in general, if we're slow and steady trying to build our bankroll, Kentucky overs are generally a good way to go. Uh, We've been preaching that all season again. So the concern being Auburn, do you want to just point out a couple? Because we don't have to talk about Kentucky. Do you want to point out a couple things with Auburn? Uh, number one, they played Baylor uh, first game of the season, and the way Baylor was playing in non-conference, I think profile is very similar uh, mm-hmm. to Kentucky. That game got to 170 points. Um, they played USC in non-conference, and the way USC was playing at that time, not, not quite lately, but you know, profiles kind of similar to what Kentucky is. Uh, that game got to 166 points, and then in conference. Um, Auburn has had some very low scoring games. Uh, you know, Texas A&M, you know, early on in the conference, like 66, 55, uh, you know, something like that is incredible. Mississippi state, they played a game that was in the sixties, the fifties. Those teams are a little bit different. Uh, when you look at, uh, LSU who can get up there, that game got, uh, up to like 170 points. Uh, they played one of the two games with Alabama, of course, got to 180, um, they actually they just put up 101 against South Carolina. They played one game against Alabama that only got to 154, and that would of course lose at this number. Uh, and they played a game against Florida that would have gone way under this number as well. So they have gone under against some of these fast streams, but they've gone over against those games. That, most of those games that are going under are away with their offense just doesn't seem to travel at that's home what I was say. where Auburn yep. comes through. That's what I was going to say. The, the uh, Alabama game that went under was on the road. The game at home went over. The Florida game, because Florida is another team that should, you know, was pretty high scoring, that was on the road as well. So that's the difference. The last uh, two times they were at home uh, against South Carolina and Alabama, two pretty decent teams, they've put up a combined 200 points. Uh, the home game before that, they put up 81. The home game before that, they put up 82. The home game before that, they put up 93. So uh, Kentucky, I don't think, is going to stand in their way. And the pace that Kentucky plays with, I mean, 100 
is pretty reasonable for Auburn to get to. I'm not saying they do, but nobody should be surprised if that's the way, uh, you know, that this game plays out. But, you know, reasonably getting into the upper 80s or 90s is not inconceivable for Auburn or even Kentucky. Like we said, they've got the possibility of doing it too. Now their offense can completely disappear. They can miss a bunch of layups. So anything can happen, of course, in one game. But in general, with the pace that Kentucky plays with their offense and defensive mix, they've been a massive over team. Auburn at home, we like them in this matchup to go over this number. Again, just like some of these other teams, just think it's a little bit too short. We do have an underplay of the day. That's over on Dub Club. If you're interested in some under bets, we've got you covered there as well. Got a dog, got a favorite, got a little bit of everything for you. And if you're with us on Dub Club, you have the link to watch the extended cut. You'll be with us after the music and we'll talk more college basketball. Before we get to that, Jake, Parting words for the viewer before we head to the weekend. Now's the time to jump on the Dub Club. It's you're going to get the beginning of the baseball, all of March Madness, and as new things come out like the hockey model, you get mm. that before anybody really knows about it. And I'm sure there's other things in the works that be out there. I mean, you're even getting. I think I just saw a NASCAR channel pick pick up. I didn't even know people could gamble on that. But you can't. Yeah, I'm just going to follow people's leads. Hey, cousin Jared's a big NASCAR guy, so uh, yeah, we got a little bit of everything on the Discord. You know, people helping people out. Always, uh, you know, it's a great community there. Uh, always looking out for each other with with boosts and and what people are looking to do and how they're trying to capitalize. Uh, always try to make sure we're getting some smart plays. Got some people who do some live betting. All sorts of goodies over there uh, on Discord, which you can get through Dub Club. That sign up link in the show description that will get you five dollars off your first month. Check it out if you haven't, and if you're with us over there, we will see you after the music. <laughs> 